So we're going to hear uh, our reading from the parable of the mustard seed that Ruth is going to come and read for us. Thank you, Ruth. The reading is from Matthew 13, verses 31 to 34. Parables of the mustard seed and the yeast. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 30 kilograms of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. Well, I hope you survived the excitement of last night if you're a football fan, or you probably went to bed early if you weren't. I think my nerves will be in shreds by this time next week, but I'm bracing myself for it. After Tuesday's uh, game against Germany, we were meeting in Paul's Garden at uh, Glendale for the cat prayer meeting. And just over the fence in the beer garden of the Sandringham pub, there were lots of England fans singing their songs and celebrating. Bit of a competition as to who was the loudest, but I think we won out in the end. Well, this isn't a, a necessarily a, a, a celebratory thing, but I've brought something to share with you. But it's not what you think. Bear with me a moment. I want to talk to you this morning about valerian. What, you might ask, is valerian? It's not a wonder drug. It's not a Roman emperor. It's not even a drink. But with a bit of dexterity, I might be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat and show you that... It's a plant. It's not looking great. There's some growing under the elm tree uh, on one of the graves, just here in the graveyard. And I noticed, Pauline and Steve Johnson, you've got some growing by your front gate. And we've got some growing in our garden. And the point is, that valerian grows in the most unexpected places. Mostly, you'll see it growing in old brick walls or old stone walls, places where there are cracks. The seed seems to take root and you get quite a large plant growing as a result. I don't know if you've noticed, there's a bit of a roots theme these last few weeks. A couple of weeks ago, Joe brought in some bindweed to show that you need to pull the roots out to remove it. And last week, if you were with us on the school field, you'll know that he brought a raspberry plant and he reminded us that good roots produce good fruits. Well, my valerian puts down its roots in places where there is no soil and nothing for it to grow on. It thrives in the most unlikely environments. And the parable of the mustard seed is very similar. Jesus is talking about the seed of the gospel 
And Jesus is saying that great things come from unpromising starts. Frankly, I'm quite fascinated to know how this stuff grows. And I'm sure you can all queue up afterwards to tell me. But I can see no discernible way that valerian growing in the crack of an old stone wall can get any nutrition. There's no soil. There's no compost. It looks the most unlikely place to flourish. Somehow, though, it takes root and it grows surprisingly large. Well, I feel a bit like the Statue of Liberty here, so before I do any damage, I'm going to land it somewhere safe. Well, this morning we're starting a new series which will take us through the summer. And we're focusing on the kingdom of God. What is it? What Jesus says about it? And how we'll see how he uses parables to describe it. So the kingdom of God. First question, what is the kingdom of God? Well, the clue is in the first word kingdom. A kingdom is where a king rules. The kingdom of God is the place where God rules and reigns. If God rules in your heart, then that's where the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God exists in the lives of people who acknowledge him, who love him, and who obey him. And in the coming weeks, we'll fill out more detail on that. As Jesus described the kingdom of God, he used more than 55 parables to describe the kingdom of God. And he used images of things that his hearers would identify. It's easier to grasp an image than it is to grasp an argument. It's why speakers quite often use illustrations. And the point of a parable is to make us think, and it then poses us the question, what is God challenging me to do? In Matthew 13 and verse 31, Jesus uses a familiar illustration. The mustard seed was a colloquial reference to something that was diminutive. It was about as small as you could get. Men were typically the agricultural workers, so they would understand. But for the women, he used a different type of illustration. Women would typically be involved in food preparation. The men would grow it, and the women would cook it. So for them, Jesus talks about yeast. Yeast is the smallest ingredient that goes into the baking process, but it's one that silently transforms the whole batch of dough into a loaf. And Jesus' point is what? It's that in both cases, the mustard seed and the yeast start small, but grow over time and take over. So what does the mustard seed and the yeast represent? Well, in a word, the gospel. It's the seed of faith that's planted in our hearts. You remember the parable of the sower? And the, sower, the parable of the sower tells us that sometimes this seed takes root and sometimes it's snuffed out. But when it takes root, it grows and bears fruit and reproduces. So think of the gospel in Jesus' day. Only a handful of people believed. Fast forward to today. The gospel has created the biggest kingdom the world has ever known. 
It's grown silently, unnoticed, no great fanfare. But gradually it's taken root, it's spread, just as the yeast does through the batch of dough. So here we have the essence of Jesus' teaching. The kingdom of God is like a small seed. It's sown, it takes root, it grows, and like yeast, it spreads and changes all around it. So the question we're to ask is, how does this truth make us feel, and how does it challenge us? Well, if I'm honest, sometimes when I hear about the gospel spreading and faith growing, somewhere deep inside me, there's a twinge of disappointment, discouragement even. We may feel that it's great for others, but somehow I don't see much of that in me. It's okay for super go-ahead Christians, but I'm just ordinary. And I've always had that feeling that maybe I've missed out. Maybe I'm not really good enough. Well, that's what the devil wants you to believe. But it's not what God thinks, and it's not what he says. What God says is, I will take the smallest, most diminutive, almost imperceptible glimmer of faith, and I will make it grow. Not only will I make it grow, but I will multiply it and make it fruitful. So the question is, what is God challenging me to do? Well, there's an embedded truth here, and that is, and I guess gardeners will know this, you can't make things grow. What you can do is you can give them the right conditions. But Jesus makes the point in another parable that the seed grows silently and unseen. In Mark 4, 26, he says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows though he doesn't know how. So you see, the farmer gives it the right conditions. He plows the land, he sows the seed, he keeps the weeds at bay, he even waters it, but it's God who makes the seed germinate and grow and bear fruit. So how does God challenge us in this? What is he challenging us to do? I think it's this, I think he's saying, Give me time and space to allow my seed of faith that I've planted in your heart to grow. You wouldn't be here this morning if there wasn't a seed of faith in your heart. That seed is the gospel which God has deposited in your heart. It's a deposit of the kingdom of God. You have it. He's entrusted it to you. And now you need to give it the time and the space to grow. For each one of us, that may look different. For some, it might be recognizing the presence of God in our lives for the very first time. It may be you've never handed your life to him. You've never repented of your rebellion against him. Never turned your life around and handed it to him. That's the point where the seed germinates and starts to grow. Christ died in your place so that you could be reconciled with God, so that you could abandon your life, lived without him, and turn to him, making him your king. 
That's the point when your life becomes part of the kingdom of God. God offers you new life, a life that's like being born again, a life where God reigns in you for the first time. If you've never invited him in as king, that's your starting point. This is where your life of faith begins. It's not complicated. Jesus said we need to come to him with childlike faith. We need to trust in our heavenly father. It costs us nothing, but like the yeast, it will change everything. If that's your position, for the first time recognizing the seed of faith in your heart, ask God to come in and to make it grow. Is that what God's challenging you to do this morning? It may be that you know Christ, that that seed of faith has germinated and has taken root, but it hasn't done much growing. Somehow the process hasn't gone as you'd expected. Jesus addressed this in that parable of the sower. The growing seed couldn't flourish because its growth was choked. It was choked with worry, choked with responsibilities, choked by a life focused not on God but on self. So what's God challenging you to do? Well, he's asking you to do some weeding so that the seed of faith can see the sun and grow. You don't cause it to grow, but you need to create the conditions that allows it to grow. Where is your heart set? Are you consumed with the things of this world, your own ambitions and possessions, your family, your money, your self-esteem? These can dominate our thinking, and we find that God then gets choked out. Eventually, we wake up and find that the seed of faith has died. We need to give God room, to give him time, to give him our attention, to give him our affection, so the seed will grow. What is God challenging you to do? Maybe for you, the seed has taken root and is growing, but God is telling you and challenging you to take another step, to become a fruit bearer. You see, the yeast changed everything around it. It didn't keep itself to itself, it multiplied, it spread, and it affected everything that it touched. And that's what God calls us to be as fruit bearers. This requires us to step out, to step out in faith, to say yes to God when our instinct is to say no. It's to help the person that we find difficult. It's to yet say yes to an invitation to participate. It's to speak of our life and our experience. God's calling is always a challenge. But in those challenges, we learn to depend on him we realize that he is the one who creates the growth. He is the one who provides. He is the one who creates the harvest. And he asks us to respond to his call, to go and bear fruit. Faith is a journey, it starts small. It needs weeding and feeding, but in a miraculous way, God will provide that growth. In a moment, Matt and Christina will be bringing 
young Rosemary for baptism. And for me, this is a picture of the truth that Jesus is giving us in this parable. In Rosemary, God promises the seed of faith through the faithfulness of her parents. But at the moment, that seed isn't bearing much fruit, but it will grow as it is fed and watered by the faith and example of her parents and friends. And as she comes to know God for herself, God will honor, God will bless, and in his grace, that seed of faith that we see today will, like the yeast, come to define her whole life, touching every part of it, bearing fruit, and enabling the kingdom of God to be extended. In a moment, the music group are going to come and lead us in song, so I'll ask them to come up now. But I guess my few pieces of valerian sat there in their pot are not going to last very long because they're put in a little bit of water, but there are no roots there anymore. But maybe as you go home, you drive down the road, you walk, you might see a stone wall with a great clump of valerian growing out of it. And let it remind you that God creates growth in unlikely places. Your heart is that unlikely place. God wants his seed to grow in your heart. Let it take root this morning. Let it grow and let it gather a harvest of fruit as you live for him day by day. Amen.